Embellishing all of the championships Basking it in, let's study in The conferences, Pac-12 and Big 12 and the 10, SEC, ACC Win, 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 win It just kind of fades from there That's good Alright ladies and gentlemen, this is Debbie Owners Manual We are back We're going to call this episode 3.01 The reason we're going to call it that is This is a new chapter in the Debbie Owners Manual uh, We kind of went back and forth with Chris and Adam And me and Pete and talked about it quite a bit And we're going to start focusing more on Campus to Canton um, if you're not familiar with that, we'll go over it a lot this time. Um, we're still going to be talking about a lot of Debbie players, but we'll also do a lot of, you know, the Debbie strategy that goes into these types of leagues because there's Debbie and then there's also, you know, your rookies and your veterans and all that. So we're going to kind of focus on the whole landscape of what it takes to run a successful campus to Canton team. So this is something that I've been thinking about for a while, and it's just something that seems to be kind of creeping up more and more and more and more leagues, and they're what I love to do too. These are my favorite types of leagues, and also my I believe my co-hosts too. So I'm going to introduce my co-host, Pete. This is Pete Lawrence. How are you doing, bud? I'm doing great. I'm excited to, uh, to be talking a little Campus to Canton, a little Heisman to Hollis. So. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing it's called. I forgot to say that. It's, you'll hear it called that, and some people call them pipelines where – um, basically, what what my first question that I was going to ask was, what exactly is a campus to Canton League? Can you kind of break it down, Pete? Is exactly what you think it you kind of can explain it? I guess. Like, yeah. So you have your traditional Debbie leagues. You know, MFL is great for it, where you can you know draft your collegiate players, uh, but they just kind of sit on your taxi squad. They you know it's no return until they hit the NFL. Anything with campus to Canton, um, you know, to get we're in together Heisman to Hollis, a couple of different names that you might call them. But for me, it's it's doing the college football uh, side of fantasy as well. So now your Debbie players, you're competing with your Debbie pool of players in fantasy football. Um, And it just adds that interesting dynamic, too, is are you targeting dudes who you think are going to be legit pro players Um, or are you going to target, you know, Hey, you, I can go get the quarterback at Navy, you know, Malcolm Perry, and get a, just a, a boatload of rushing yards and points, kind of accepting that he probably isn't going to be a huge hit in the NFL. Uh, so it's just a really fun dynamic of what type, type of players you're going to target and adding that, uh, you know, just the added benefit of more fantasy football on your Saturdays, you know, adding a little bit more fun just when you're watching the collegiate game. Right, right. My first one that I did. My campus, my Cantons, or whatever you call it, the campus side was 0-13 because I didn't have any sort of grasp. I was just getting, you know, guys that were highly regarded in the Debbie community and didn't produce well at the NFL, you know, didn't produce the points, you know, like your guys from Hawaii, your guys from Baylor, you know, your guys that score tons of points like your Malcolm Perry and stuff. So I was getting smoked every week. But I had a really good Debbie squad. But, you know, most of these leagues also do, you know, you have a, a – Jack, you have a pot for winning the college side. Some of them use a little bit of both both sides. You know, you have like kind of a joint championship. So it, it is really cool, but I, I didn't get it at first, you know, and you got, you got to have a couple of those guys that score really well. Luckily nowadays, there's a lot of guys like Justin Fields, you know, who puts up the crazy video game numbers and it is a good NFL prospect too, but there are not 
a ton of those guys that put up these crazy, crazy numbers. You know, you get guys that from, you know, smaller schools that score, you know, that rush for 2,000 yards, but will probably never be anything in the NFL. So it, it's definitely a, a balancing act. And that kind of leads to our first question. Like Eric at EGH1528 asks, what's our favorite part about campus to camp leagues? And and I'll you take that first, Pete. I mean, what, I think you kind of sort of alluded to it already. For me, the, the you know, any, any fantasy football is great, but I really enjoy, you know, kind of just watching these players grow, getting hooked on to a player early in their careers, you know, coming out of high school, uh, you know, guys you targeted as a freshman or, you know, just guys you wanted to make a trade for, players who were on your favorite collegiate team. And then just kind of, you know, seeing where they go in the NFL. And it, it makes, you know, you have this added benefit where you get to enjoy their college career that much more. The NFL draft night rolls around. It's cool to see, oh, you know, hey, this player I drafted – super late is a first round pick it's, it's just a, it's a lot of fun just to to kind of track these guys as they grow through their college careers and into the nfl yeah you hit on it right there that's my favorite part is when you can get those late round guys you know um guys that you know weren't as highly regarded but you kind of you see that you see a sliver or something when you watch them play you know so you take them in like the 17th round and next thing you know they're a first round pick you know guys like if you were lucky enough for some reason to have Joe Burrow last year, or on your, I actually had him on one league. Um, just I took him as a late round dart throw. So that was really awesome to watch his progression go up. So that's what, that's my favorite part is that, that diamond in the rough thing. Cause the, the way that the, the way the NFL is covered nowadays, it's really hard to find those guys. If you just play the NFL side, you know, there's not many guys that get undrafted like your Philip Lindsay, you know, that end up being, you know, really effective in the NFL. So they're, fewer and farther between in the NFL side, but you can easily, easily do that in the NCAA side. And, and it's just, it's so much fun. It's gratifying. It's kind of a uh, ego boost, I guess. <laughs> I did this, you know, like I saw him, you know, like even though, you know, it's all it's still a dark throw, but it still feels good. You know, it's, it's neat to, to watch him, you know, anchor your campus squad. And then you get to also have him for five years on your NFL squad, you know, so it's pretty cool. It's it's neat to as the whole team building strategy. It's it's just to me it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more work. It's a lot more thought involved. It's a lot more strategy. You know, it is a lot more work, but it's it's fun work. I mean, it's if you're at all interested in college football, you've got to be in one of these leagues. Yeah, I, you know, we talk about finding that late round value just to to throw one last thing is Travis May, when we we're, we're both of us are in, in a Heisman to Hollis, you know, is uh, the name of the league. But uh, Travis drafted Rondale Moore, I think, in like the 49th or 50th round of our startup draft. You know, when when Rondale Moore was coming out of high school, so now he's got probably a guy who's going to be a first round pick as you know, just incredible value. Basically, you know, just a you know throwing darts at that round. It's great. It's so it's so much fun. You can also really, you know, if you're really plugged in, you can take advantage of people, you know, who aren't paying much attention to, to owners. Um, you know, I got I got lucky. I, I I swindled George Kittle from a guy who was really high on Elijah Holyfield a few years back. So, hey, I'm I'm happy with that deal on my side now that I got Kittle as my tight end, and boom. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, I I I love in the campus. I love getting late late round picks for nothing you know, sixth, seventh, eighth round picks. 
you know, every year as we, you know, each year, I'm like, I can do a lot with those. I, I don't care if you're, if you're plugged in and you're paying attention, you can do a lot of damage with six, seventh, eighth round guys, you know, just extra dart throws. So, um, Ian Deagle at Ian Deagle asks, what is our, what is a good campus Canton draft strategy and how early do you go for freshmen? This is, this is like a, a, a five show question. I feel like. Um, <laughs> draft strategy it's tough like do you do you have like a strategy or uh, like i'm kind of go with the flow um, yeah I, th- I think go with the flow obviously our league so you know a peek behind the curtain is is tight end premium so i'm just gonna find whatever the you know i'll, I'll go over rivals 247 try and look who the best athletes are at tight end and you know my last couple picks are probably just all going to be dart throws at the tight end position when we started it, I, you know, I, I've got Kyle Pitts and Jordan Brevin or Brevin Jordan right now. So I'm happy with that. Looking at it, you know, it, it's hard because there's a ton of very highly recruited, uh, recruited prospects who just never become anything. You never hear it. Like guys who are top 10 prospects, top 10 overall, and just kind of fade off into the wind or, you know, highly regarded prospects who never become much of anything in the NFL undrafted that it's, it's difficult. Do you want to go freshman early? Um, do you want to go for proven players, you know, in your later years, you know, guys like, I, th- I think Trevor, F- Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields were two of the can't miss guys recently. Um, I don't think there was any doubt that those both were going to be very great players, but it was frustrating because Justin Fields originally so commits to Penn State, backs out of that, commits to Georgia. Everybody's looking at that like, dude, why, why are you going to Georgia, man? Jake Fromm just took the team to the national championship. You're, you're not – I don't care how good of a player you are, you're not going to get over him. Should he have? I think, you know, that's an easily answered question right now. The, it, it's tough because you know he's going to sit a year, so you're not going to get that production. Or, you know, does he sit a year, transfer, and never become anything? Look at guys like Tate Martell, uh, highly regarded. Joe Burrow kind of fell to the wayside, goes, you know, disappears, finally gets in the good LSU system, blossoms, and becomes the first overall pick in the NFL. It, it's a, it's all a gamble. I mean, you can do as much research as you can, but even, you know, these college teams who get, actually get to interview and talk to the guys are missing on prospects. So, My, my thing with freshmen is, is I'll try to get those top couple guys you know, like you said, but then after that, I tend to avoid them, um, especially in, in startups, like maybe in your, your year to year ones, I, I, I don't care as much because at that point you're, you're mining for guys that have been missed anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if you're a couple years in, you're, you're most likely your top hundred devies that are there are probably 90, 95 of them gone, <laughs> maybe, Yeah. you know, like depending on how deep the league is. So at that point, I do tend to target the freshmen, but in like a startup, I'll try to avoid them because it's so like like Pete said, it's so hard to project where they're going to go now with all these transfers, with all this and that. And you just never really know. Yeah, guys like Ricky Slade, um, super highly regarded prospect coming out, very fast running back, goes to Penn State, disappears, it transfers. You know, so many guys that you just totally the, the transfer portal, whatever it is. Jones, yep, there's a couple mm-hmm. other ones just in the last two or three years that you can think of that did the same thing. This mine, as far as an overall draft strategy, like I alluded to it before, I like to go with the flow. I tend to like to try to get a couple of the elite Debbie guys early. Seventh round, I would think, is early for me. 
I don't know if we're going like that. I guess if we're doing like a draft, sixth, seventh round, I'll do a couple. I'll try to take a couple guys, and then I'll let everybody start to take Debbies, and I'll just start plucking away the good veterans. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll come back to the Debbie and kind of sweep up with what I can do. That's kind of what I like to do. I do the same thing in IDP as well. I'll, I'll tend to try to get a couple IDP <laughs> guys right away early, and then I'll let every, I'll start the runs or whatever, and then I'll just start plucking off all the good offensive guys and let my homework get me later, you know? So that's yeah. kind of what I tend to do in campus to camp at Canton as well. So Yeah, I think that's, that's an issue question now. Are you talking about having a fully mixed draft with collegiate and NFL or having it both separate? We might have just come up with something that we have to take a look at. No, I mean, like, I, I think I, I, I tend to be a fan of all together. Yeah. If I'm going to do a startup, I, I – I hate startups in like February and then they do the rookie drafts after the rookies. Like I want to do them all together. Like I want to do it all one big giant thing. Cause I think that really makes you, that makes your strategy even harder. You know, it makes you think a little more about your whole team structure. Um, I've seen people just straight up punt right off the bat and just take like a ton of Debbie. Yeah. Um, I had that happen. And and that's just crazy to me. I can't, I can't imagine playing for five years from now already <laughs> right off the bat. Like, you know, yeah, he's going to be great in five years, but you're still going to pay $30 for the next four years. So like, to me, that doesn't make any sense, but do you, do you have the bankroll to just eat it? Yeah. Yeah. I see it all the time and it's crazy to me. So that, there's all kinds of different strategies. Um, Probably, I mean, everybody's seeing more and more how valuable the running backs are for short periods of time, you know. So I think getting a couple Debbie running backs is is good. There's a lot of articles out there about the hit rates of Debbie running backs and wide receivers, and that's something I'd like to verse myself on better, especially as the show goes on. I think Travis May talks a lot about that too. I think isn't isn't the hit rate for running backs actually better than than wide receivers, if I remember right? Yeah, I believe you're correct uh, for incoming freshmen. But then there's, I mean, there's really solid. Um, yeah, I think he, I think Ale- um, Travis's new uh, model is pretty pretty solid for all that. Right. We'll have to try to get him on sometime. He's he's one that does more of the analytic side than I do, and and Travis is just like he's he's amazing with that stuff. So we'll we'll get you guys on a lot of. I was talking to some good guests this week about you know different commissioners for these leagues, and we'll get some of the guys we play with on here and stuff. We'll get all kinds of different strategies, different eyes, ways to look for this. There's all kinds of different things you can do in these drafts. So, um, next question: Nate Christian at Nate NFL asks, "How do you compare a college junior senior with an incoming freshman who you have no college tape on yet?" So that's, I think, we kind of sort of answered that more or less. Um, you know, you you obviously you see a lot more. Um, this no no tape is something that I don't know because you, there's always high school tape out there. You know, it's sometimes not the best because a lot of these guys will play at schools where they look like they're playing with like peewee kids, but you you see what they do like in the all-star games and stuff like that. So um, I think it kind of, I kind of sort of answered it before, you know, that as your, as your years go on and stuff, the, the juniors and seniors will kind of weed themselves out and then you have to draft the incoming freshmen. Um, but you, you see things. You know, you take your scouting reports, your 20, I, I, I'm a 24 seven survival for me. That's what, that's almost the only site I use. I, I love their rankings and stuff. So you take, you know, their rankings and you kind of see what they can do in their college tape. 
and you can you can see a lot of the intangibles that even a freshman has against you know high school and stuff and then you compare the juniors and seniors which you've already seen you can see most of those guys they have got to dominate at the NFL at the college level if they're going to be really good at the NFL level so you can kind of sort of it's an obviously an exact an inexact science obviously i mean that's why there's so many of us talking about this kind of stuff and most of us really are just you know almost guessing essentially and that sounds bad but <laughs> we're, all kinda, we're all making educated guesses more or less you know like you can you can tell what what a guy does against college you know obviously you want to see him dominate you know i talk about that i've talked about it before you know if they don't dominate in, in high school if they don't dominate in college they're not going to dominate in the nfl like it's just not going to happen because you know the obviously the competition gets better so you know, you want to see the guys doing what they're supposed to be doing. You know, I, I, the level of competition argument is one of the dumbest arguments in my comp- in my opinion, because, you know, if you put a guy like Trey Lance against smaller schools, he should dominate. He should do what he's doing. You know, like if he put if you put him on Alabama against all the big schools, he wouldn't have the great numbers, but he should still be, you know, beating them. You know, but if he's playing lesser competition, he should be thrashing them. You know, that's what you want to see them do. Like if he wasn't, you know, if he did like what Jordan, if he took a step back like Jordan Love did last year, then that kind of makes me wonder a little bit about his makeup. So that's uh, maybe a. I didn't really answer that question. I don't know. Maybe I did. If you got anything on that one, that's a tough one to answer. So. I, I think you're gonna lean. Everybody's always intrigued by the incoming freshman. It's the new shiny toy, just like any, you know, anytime we have the incoming rookies on the NFL side, you know, find those guys who are productive, try and scour, you know, okay, what are other people? What are people connected in the NFL? Maybe even saying about these guys, just, you know, that might give me a little bit more of a boost on a junior or a senior. And then, you know, just, just, we were talking about as far as what's their level of competition, you know, make sure that they're performing. You know, we're always intrigued by the new, the, the, the shiny new, the what if. Kind of how I, I attach, attack every one of these guys is, is I, I watch, I hear a name and then I watch first. And I yep. like to see what, you know, I like to see what I, what I see. And then I like to read scouting reports. I'll find as many scouting reports as I can possibly find on a guy, you know, just so I can see, am I seeing what these guys are seeing or what should I be watching? You know, like, because I'm still learning, you know, there's still some positions where I feel like I'm crazy lost on, you know, so I like to kind of double check myself. And then after I read those scouting reports, I'll watch them again, you know, like, and probably several more times before all this is through. But I just, it's gathering as much information as possible. I mean, that's pretty much it, you know. That's how you compare. By the time a junior or a senior is around, I've got a lot of information on him. You know, so I, when I see that freshman, I try to gather as much as I can, you know, and then watch him as. Anyways, uh, another one that kind of sort of along these lines as well. Brent Grant, Brent Bramaski at Brent Gramaski asks, do you target or avoid any particular position early in a startup, like the top five to eight rounds? What about you, Pete? Is there anything you kind of, I mean, you mentioned the tight end premium, but that's probably not something you do early. Yeah. No, I, I think you, you know, you talked about the, the importance of the running backs, um, really hitting running back early, uh, wide receiver. Uh, if you're in a, su- you know, is anybody not in a super flex league anymore? Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, you know, look, 
uh, I was really high on like Bo Nick, Spencer Rattler last year. Um, so those were two guys that you know I was trying to target. And then yeah, just hammering running back, wide receiver, tight end, just just as many darts as I can throw. Find out you know, just just do I was saying like hey you know looking up any resource I can. What do these guys do at the Nike Spark? Uh, you know the Nike Combines. You know what are their athletic stuff? Um, just sign you know try and find as many size speed freaks as I can and just get the athlete most athletic dudes at the tight end position. Right. Yeah, I tend to to target quarterbacks and running backs early. I'll try to grab a wide receiver or two in the top five to eight rounds, but I tend to usually in most of my leagues, I tend to, to get wide receivers later. Uh, I feel like it's deeper, especially in Debbie. I mean, there's like a hundred Debbie guys that I have on my (laughs) right now. And there's like 30 running backs, you know, like that I really feel like are going to be great. And there's like 75 or 80 wide receivers that could be, you know, so I will tend to, push those back and just take more dart throws on wide receivers. And like you said, the tight end premium, I just would target them later, but I'm not going to worry about them too much early as well. So, all right, this one's a, this one is a, God, I wish I could answer this question differently. T Conrad <laughs> at Iron City 87, the best recommended platform for ease of use within the league. I believe it'd be more popular if it was easier to commission and participate in. And I do think you are a thousand percent correct. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm huge on MFL for the NFL side. Um, I've I've gotten I, I've gotten to like like Sleeper a little bit, but I still think they've got some ways to go. If Sleeper could somehow incorporate, if any of these guys could incorporate college in, I would just yeah, it would be over for me. Um, I tend to I think most of my leagues are MFL, and then fan tracks, pretty much. That is that how Heisman Heisman's that way. Isn't it? Yeah, so our, ours is with ours with Heisman to Hollis is MFL on the NFL side, and then Fantrax on the college side. Uh, there's there's a lot I like about Fantrax. Um, their system though can be frustrating to use as a commissioner, and I as a commissioner I just all I all season long is just you know I, I field complaints from my owners. It's it's frustrating. It's got it's got a nice layout, but it is not. I don't think it's very user friendly. ESPN, I think, is the the gold standard as far as like the app, and then just your simple, easy to use, you know, very basic um, interface. And then what you can do with MFL as far as you know, taking your different scoring. ESPN doesn't do that. ESPN doesn't care about that because your typical, you know, that's gosh, probably a very large majority of fantasy football owners, you know tight end premium what's that point for first down what are you talking about um super flex is becoming the more popular thing i mean it was just last season that uh, point per reception finally became the air quote standard for espn uh you know i've i've shot i've i've dm'd i've messaged with mfl a bunch of times about hey man like what you know can we get some get some fantasy side on you know can we get the college fantasy side on this can we you know really take over you know doing these kind of things um I think just a big issue is the, like the legality of it. Um, you know, if you're, if you're profiting off of collegiate players. Um, so I, it's, it goes beyond my knowledge of why it, it is kind of a, a, you know, a niche thing right now. So maybe in time it'll get more, get more traction. I think Yahoo offers college fantasy. Say I've had, I've had a couple yeah. you know, campus that had Yahoo and Yahoo's okay. I mean, yeah. It's, it's not, 
I'm not a fan, but it's okay. A, l- a little smoother and prettier than Fantrax, but mm-hmm. not as not as customizable and stuff. Fantrax just at times, like like I was mentioning to you earlier, we did a Devi auction today, and they still had last year's guys in the pool. Yeah, still, and we're like way past the draft. Like, <laughs> why are they still even available to be like? I, I would like to see, yeah, Fantrax for whatever reason doesn't remove graduated seniors, uh, drafted players off your like. So you have to go through. I mean, I was just like, oh yeah, CD Lamb is still on my collegiate side roster, so I'm well, gonna drop him. We're gonna, you know, yeah. If some site came around that, that could control both of those, it would be. I would think it would not be difficult. But, <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't. Maybe it is too niche right now, like you said, but. Yeah, it's yeah, but but Fantrax and MFL does work. I mean, it does. Fantrax has a pretty deep roster of college, like it has guys way down the rosters on you know all the teams. So yeah, it's pretty. Deep. They keep up with their players pretty well. So doesn't have Division Two, which you know. So I couldn't take Trey Lance in my W auction today, which pissed me off a little bit. <laughs> He's like, oh, that'll be in our waiver run. Like, oh, well, that's gonna suck. You know, I gotta with everybody else. So. So I don't know. That was it. And we had one more question. Davis Forrest got this one here in last minute at DWYRM. How do I find one of these leagues? I mean, that's throw it on Twitter, baby. That's, you know, throw it on Twitter. Follow, follow me, follow Pete. You know, we'll, we'll talk to a bunch of guys on here in the next couple of weeks that run these leagues, you know, that are always looking for guys. Even if you can't find a startup, you know, find a, a orphan, you know, that there's, Gosh, I, I'd have, I'd have, I, I'm not good at numbers, you know, how many of these leagues are out there, but I mean, I guarantee there's a couple hundred, probably a couple thousand of them, I would think, you know, so just watch, watch Twitter and say, Hey, how do I, you know, how do I find one of these leagues? And I'm sure someone will you know, point in the direction of somebody who, you know, has one. Um, I'm currently starting one at some point. I've been talking about it for three months, so. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering if it's too late at this point. So, but yeah, there's there's always some out there. Like, like Pete Pete's commissioner. I'm I'm a commissioner. There's a bunch of the guys we follow are commissioners. So yeah, just yeah, throw it out there. Say you want, say you're looking for one. That'd be my best advice, Pete. You got anything? <laughs> no, that's I think yeah. You know, try and try and find uh, you know whoever's tweeting about it. Put it out there and uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be one or. I'll probably end up doing one or two. Uh, I'm, I think I think my next one that I whatever I put together is probably just going to be a Debbie specific. I don't know if I'm going to go as in depth. Yeah, the one I'm working on has has um recruiting and all kinds of fun stuff. So <laughs> I'm really excited. But it's from a commissioner standpoint, it is a lot of work. You know, the, I, you imagine having bylaws for one set of leagues that also incorporates players that are coming in from another set of leagues that are, yeah, it's like, I I keep going over the bylaws and keep finding other little things that I haven't covered or things I haven't thought of. And like, I I stole bylaws from other leagues and I'm tweaking them to make them the way I like. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of work to run these leagues and it's a lot of work to be in them too. I mean, it's a lot, it takes a lot of dedication. It is a year, more of a year round, I feel like than most dynasty leagues. Like most dynasty leagues, you have little like lulls where you don't have to do anything. There really isn't much in a campus to get. There's, I feel like it's a constant, you know. And you got a little bit of a lull like right now, but you know, even then, it's 
you know, this is time where you're watching tape on all your college guys and time where you're, you know, getting yourself ready for the college season. So it, it's, yeah, a lot of fun though, man. And if you want to immerse yourself in football, kids, this is definitely the way to go. So I don't know. You got anything else to add, Pete? Or? No, it's good. Good little, uh, like we talked about, it, it's, it's growing. You know, super flex wasn't the biggest thing a few years back. Points per reception wasn't the biggest thing. It, it's in time. You know, I think people are going to get to see more of this. They're going to enjoy it more. It's just going to be about it's finding a um, service that's going to be able to take care of it. You know, and just making sure that they they put together a product. You know, ease of use. You know, get people into it, and then uh, just continue to grow. And then we're going to have rankings, and you're going to have. You know, <laughs> I, I get I get that one a lot, and that's. I would like to tackle it, but that's that's an endeavor, man. <laughs> to rank all your NFL guys with all your college guys. I mean, it sounds like fun, but it also sounds like an absolute <laughs> like, like, where do you rank treasure? You know, there's so much that can go into that. I'd kind of like to tackle it, but that'd be kind of crazy too. To to where do you rank Trevor Lawrence compared to like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson? You know, and and then you toss in the running backs too. So uh, yeah, it, it, it whew. That makes my head spin, but I kind of want to. <laughs> Come on, DLF, let's get on it. So, All right, Pete, tell everybody where they find you on Twitter and let us know what you're working on right now, man. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Pete Law. Um, just wrapped up uh, an article over at DLF where I looked at kind of ranking, you know, use Twitter, uh, ranking 2020 incoming rookies with 2021 incoming players on the college side. Uh, you know, just kind of taking a look at some of the incoming rookies and probably be dropping something on older wide receivers to move on from. I was, I was, every time you were posting those polls, I was yelling at you. I'm like, these people do not know how to vote. I'm like, come on now. They're voting in, I, you get that recency bias, you know? That, oh, yeah. There's no way in hell I'd take Cam Akers before Jamar Chase. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> I was, as, as a guy who favors the Debbie guys, I was, I was like yelling at your rankings and stuff. I'm winning. <laughs> All right, you can find me on Twitter at FF People's Champ. Also working on the 2020 draft profiles for DLF. Uh, I just did Michael Pittman last week. I got Brian Edwards coming up this week. Um, just kind of doing that and working on my crazy new league and doing more stuff for you guys. We'll have, like I said, over the next couple of weeks, couple of months, we'll have more commissioners on, more guys that play these types of leagues. We'll start looking at, you know, things you got to do over the summer, things you should do to keep yourself, you know, while we got this downtime, things you can do to start, you know, keeping yourself ready for hopefully a college football season this year. And you can find this podcast on Twitter at Debbie Manual. And we will talk to you guys very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. There's more. Don't forget about the Mountain West. The Mac that can flex. Somebody's next. Ivy League fresh. Literally dope. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of players to test. I'm serious. They will talk about the most obscure players on this planet. Potentially another planet. Like, dude's got a 4-3-40 from Mars. Like, I don't know. I, it's too much. I'm done. I'm gone this time. <laughs>